Have you been looking for a Taekwondo podcast with qualified people who know what they're talking about, who help you keep up with everything going on in the Taekwondo world? Well, you found it. This is the Taekwondo Podcast. Taekwondo news, competitions and other events, training and sports science, keeping the fans, coaches, and high-performance athletes up to date with the latest news and trends on Olympic Taekwondo. Let's do this. This is the Taekwondo Podcast. And now your hosts, Coach Caesar Valentim and Peter Nessler. Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Taekwondo Podcast. We are a podcast based out of Austria in English language for everyone out there who likes Taekwondo. The coaches, the athletes, sports scientists, the fans and the families. On this episode, we are discussing 2022, the upcoming calendar and more. Welcome to our first official episode. I'm Coach Cesar Valentim and with me is Coach Peter Nessler. Hello Peter, how are you? Uh, this is the first episode we are talking about the upcoming events, most recent news. What do you think 22 is going to be like? Well, uh, the first version, let me say it like this, of the calendar from WT and also the Continental Federations is out. It is uh, surprisingly full, in my opinion. Uh, let's see how many events will stay like that we saw that uh, they already had to move the event date for the world championship uh, to later uh, in the year also not china anymore someone some some other country we will see um kyurugi is clearly picking up um lots of events um well um i'm a little skeptical about Um, some countries putting their events without uh, considering the COVID season. So you could watch that uh, COVID has two peaks in the year, which is one after the winter time or during winter time and the second one in the early autumn. And uh, I, I'm not really sure if uh, all the dates are set really, really carefully. So there's still not many events going on in summertime where we, For COVID, it's uh, the best time of the year, but we will see how it develops. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm open for all the events. Well, the calendar this year is very interesting because we see Patu, especially since the Pan American Taekwondo Union has for the first time uh, someone from Latin America as the president. Uh, Juan Manuel Lopez is the, the new president uh, uh, of the Patu. He was the president of Mexico before and he introduced a big uh, calendar, a lot of changes, new chairmen, a lot of committees, big changes over there on the other side of the pond. And of course, it bringing a lot of uh, events to that region will allow the Atlas of there to get more medals more points especially considering that this year all the events are g2 events so instead of being a 10 points events for the normal opens and the president's cup and one other event being a 20 point event all the events will be a 20 point event i don't know if they will keep the 40 points uh point cap per year or if they will move it to 60 that would make more sense considering that every event is a, um, a 20 point event but allows the players not to go to all the events uh even if it's a 
40 or 60 point cap the top players will be done pretty soon two three events and it's over and allows the smaller uh, fish in the pond to try to get some points and try to climb the ranking the ranking is a little bit uh, unfair for the newcomers you come out of junior division without uh, a world championship that allows you to give points to, to start with points in the ranking you come into a, a, the big pond with the big sharks and you have uh, immediately be seated against the top one or two it's a little bit unfair for the newcomers but that's the ranking uh, system is something we'll leave and we'll talk about in the next episode the, the calendar being out there having a lot of events it's actually quite refreshing it is uh, a little challenging because the first event is right around the corner we have uh, next episode we'll talk about uh, the first competitions being turkish open and the president's cup um the fact that every little every second week there's a big event makes it a little more interesting for the teams of course it looks a little bit like 2019 2018 where all the events were pretty close to each other belgium netherlands we have uh, um, a few surprises we have the as we mentioned the, on the one of the bonus episodes we have the women's championships in this case in europe we'll have uh, U- european championships with direct quota for the uh, regular european of uh, championships together with the quotas from the president's cup that brings even more quotas um, to the to the European Championships it will allow the, the bigger powerhouses of Taekwondo to bring even more athletes and will allow also the independent athletes that don't uh, are so not so dependent from the national governing bodies to qualify for the events. The event is um, uh, definitely the good. The calendar is definitely a very uh, good calendar spread out through the year. We know that in the August, um, we have for the juniors and cadets big events again in Sofia, the, the world championships in cadets and in juniors. But for the university athletes, also the university games, the former university. So we'll, together, if, if they don't get cancelled, because again, if in China they cancel the world championships, the fact that Fizu is going to do a multi-sport event is even riskier. So I'm pretty skeptic about the, the events in, in August in China. But the G2s are out there, the calendar is out there. Are you planning um, uh, to visiting uh, a few of them this year? Many more than last year? Uh, we were having some of the, the G-Class uh, events on our schedule. Um, I, ho- I hope it stays like that because uh, arranging for all these uh, travels is at, at the moment uh, a lot of work to do. And uh, yeah, I, I mean... Uh, there is a lot of events out there for us the good thing is that those things getting cancelled are very far away as we as you mentioned like china it's a big travel <laughs> also oceania at the moment uh, quite close so not a big deal for us we can stay in europe for for many g-class events we can collect points uh uh, I've heard that the 60 points is already decided. Uh, so let, let's start collecting the points. Yeah. Well, the, we're all vaccinated. So Australia is definitely not a big problem for us. Um, <laughs> the, the, the problem with the events being canceled is that most of the expenses you have don't get refunded. So far, the, the organizing committees of the competitions are refunding all the teams, but it's harder with the hotels. 
I never got the money from Belgian Open 2020 um, from the hotels, the plane tickets. They do uh, get refunded in a way or another. Most of the times they try to push you for the vouchers. At least in European Union, we have a little uh, consumer protection that allows us to get our money back. It's not the same for everyone else. And I know that in other continents, it's not the same. I hope that uh, competitions will happen. Uh, WT has great uh, uh calendar uh, decisions because it's spread out events all, all over the world i would love to go to niger open or to costa rica um, financial reasons uh, i will be a little bit constricted to europe i guess you and many other teams in europe will have the same and other teams in uh, um in pan american region will enjoy the fact that they will have competitions over there with more um frequency they will have the brazilian the colombian all these events that were not uh, so traditional and will allow them to compete without having to go through jet lag, not to go through different uh, um, nutrition, all this training away, even more expenses, because, of course, for uh, life in Europe, hotels and training are not uh, so cheap, the same as for us when we go to, to the Middle East. But there are at least a little more democratic and fair distribution of events. It used to be 25 events in Europe and five in the rest of the world. At least now there's 25 events in Europe and there's also 25 in the rest of the world. And it also reflects the, the amount of players. Of course, we have many more players here in Europe than the rest of the world. It's also fair that uh, most of the events are here. The countries are closer to each other and very well connected. The, um, the events are there. Continental competitions are scheduled. The world is still an uncertainty. Everything else uh, in more than two, three weeks away is uh, always an uncertainty in pandemic times. But one thing is for sure, we have new committee chairs and we have for the first time in World Taekwondo a woman in charge of refereeing. I don't know if you know her. I've uh, did a recycling course with her in Brazil a few years ago and I've been in touch now and then with her. Emily Morris, you probably know her sister. She, she was training with us in Spain a few years ago, Sammy. And... It does move in a new direction, not only because it's a woman in charge of refereeing, but because it's also younger people in charge of the committees. The technical director um, in the World Taekwondo, the referee director in World Taekwondo, all being under 50, it's a big surprise. Uh, that is uh, that is one of the main goals from Dr. Chung Kwon Cho, that uh, he wants to have more uh, women in in the structures. So, uh, Emily Morose is, is one of them. Uh, we have we we started getting younger people that's true let's see how long they stay in their uh, committee um the development in the moment is positive in my opinion to have uh, more women in there and and also more spreading out the committees to people really working in the committees uh for me it's it's a good way no, it's, it is a sport getting younger by the time the number of players, the events for the younger players is, are also there. And I'm happy to, to see that we move away from the older men will get the position in in the case of taekwondo is not even older white uh, men it's uh, older men in general because it's a continental distribution would be the same and it's nice to see that actually younger people and uh, uh, women are also getting these positions um, we talked already about patu having a new chairman um, of course for uh, unfortunate circumstances when uh, general uh, foley passed away 
uh, African Union had to have a new chairman. Um, so we have now uh, also some changes over there, moving also a little more away from Northern Africa to Central Africa. We have uh, South Korea in charge of the of the uh, Asian Taekwondo Union a little bit, and uh, changes are coming. Do you think Europe is uh, changing in some way? Uh, European Taekwondo Union started to, 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 to get more independent in the last months. That what everybody could uh, see. They even changed their name and back again uh, from World Taekwondo Europe to ETU back again. So I think they're positioning themselves uh, much more than before. Uh, but also for the... For For the rest of the community, it means that the support from ETU to WT regarding maybe events or whatever is in the moment not so good. So I'm a little skeptical that uh, the the path is is a perfect one. On the other hand, uh, Pragalos is a longtime president. Um, as long as he could keep up with good ideas, it's okay for Taekwondo in Europe. Let's see if it stays like that. In the moment, his team works a lot to develop Taekwondo. As we could see, they tried a lot of uh, formats for the events. And so in the moment, it's it's okay for me. Let's see how it keeps. They do have a new secretary general that is famous for being innovative and to having a very professional approach to the competitions. Uh, I think the President's Cup is actually an idea from him and most of these big events, the quotas uh, come from uh, uh, Barbarino. I think Barbarino is definitely one of the most um, audacious in terms of also innovative uh, leaders in uh, uh, in sports worldwide. We're lucky to have him in Taekwondo. Um, If the countries uh, in Europe uh, are aligned together into these strong events, are you? Do you think we will have more country, European level events uh, like they used to have in America? I remember, for example, that USA they would have their huge um, US Open, but they would also have the US Nationals, and they would gather for almost 10 days of events. Do you think Europe will also move into that format of the big events? We see it with the Presidents Cup, but do you think it's going to grow even more? Uh, the problem is that COVID uh, made uh, caused a little halt of all these things. President President's Cup was well on its way, developing very nice. Um, last one was was uh, Helsingborg. We will see now in Albania the next edition. Let's see how they manage to do this. Um, you're very right. I met Antonio Barbarino a few weeks or months ago in uh, Portugal at the Pumps Europeans, talking a little bit. Uh, and I always uh, I'm very positive on him because he always keeps uh, keeps to focus on the ideas he has. And no matter what happens out there, so that's a good motor for for the development. That's good. This podcast is supported by Hawking Dynamics. Hawking Dynamics believes that technology is most useful when it stays out of your way. That's why Hawking developed the world's first wireless force plate system with extreme usability. It is the quickest, easiest to use, and most robust solution on the market. It is trusted by all sports organizations, large and small, as well as tactical, military and rehabilitation environments around the globe. It's force testing in the palm of your hand. Here at Vintekundo Center, we use Hawking Dynamics to test and monitor our team. The cloud-based platform allows us to access data and publish a variety of reports on the go. 
My favorites are trend reports and of course weight reports, where I can monitor different metrics to view progress and identify performance indicators, or to compare weights to a baseline data range. I use it on a daily basis to identify readiness. A simple jumping test takes me less than a minute to assess the entire team. Having my own Hawken Dynamics force plates allows me to test reactive strengths, maximum strengths, rate of force development, asymmetry and so much more. The real-time feedback on the app is useful not only for testing, but as a training tool, making it more accurate and at the same time more engaging for the athletes. If you are interested in learning more about Hawken Dynamics or getting your own, the team can be reached at info at hawkendynamics.com or on Instagram or Twitter at hawkendynamics. You're listening to the Taekwondo Podcast. Now back to your hosts, Coach Caesar Valentim and Peter Nessler. We talked about the calendar and what we expect to have it in terms of competitions, but also in terms of training, we need to understand what is coming up. We have pandemic. We're in the middle of an Omicron uh, wave. Most of uh, countries are getting record uh, numbers of infections every day, even record numbers of people dying. Some countries are more vaccinated than others. Therefore, they're not so uh, worried about the intensive stations being overloaded. But... We all know sports are not that important, especially the non-competition sports. We have our professional athletes will be able to train at least with some restrictions. Even if they're not allowed to travel, they're still allowed to have some training camps, meet some other professional teams and organize in smaller groups. But that still keep active and uh, look with a perspective, uh, train with a goal. But how will COVID let us uh, train? How will COVID let us move with our taekwondo programs, our schools, our centers, our uh, other activities? Uh, in the last uh, months, we could say that there is a separation of clubs. Those who were able to manage a good structure, to set up a good structure for dealing with all these COVID matters, uh, they keep being successful or they keep being the only ones being successful because some others were dropping out. If, if you don't, um, if you don't fulfill all the criteria, if you don't do your housework, um, you will not be successful. So the professional clubs, they keep their path. That's very clear. Um, COVID is just, in my opinion, it's just one thing and management, uh, thing to handle. If you have a good management in your club, you have all the structures set up, you have all the protocols uh, perfectly worked out, then then it's no problem. It's, it is a lot of work. It's uh, also more money than before. The investments in whatever you need for dealing with all these things, your travels uh, are more expensive, whatever. It's more money, yes. But uh, on the other hand, um, you will stay um, successful on this. What do you think? I think that in, in some countries we are luckier than others. Clubs that are uh, located in countries with less restrictions or at least with less regulations, the, it will be able to train without so much you know, of that investment. Countries that are in more um, uh, restriction mode and have a little more um, incentives for the clubs to work in a professional way, they will also demand you more and they allow, uh, will allow you to train. But if you have, you have to invest in training, uh, for example, contact tracing, 
one of the things that we have to do for contact tracing is not only to keep a sign-up sheet for the members. That's That works in many other countries. Um, in Austria, if you don't have a digital contact tracing that you are able to share immediately and accessible and record and also for data, uh, data protection, able to disappear after for a few days, um, all those tools, all those um, uh, operational systems, they have to be in place. And of course, in other countries, it's easier than uh, than uh, than in Austria. But in another way, in Austria, if you don't invest, you don't get it. The in terms of keeping your doors open, it's obviously that everyone around the world is suffering from a decline of participation in the um, classes in memberships because people are just afraid the the restrictions will not let them do it now we have either space limitations we will have uh, attendance number limitations um, medical limitations um, you are if you are not vaccinated in Austria, you're not allowed to train. If you are not tested three times a week, you're not allowed to train. If you are not uh, wearing these or wearing that, you are not allowed to train. So there's all these restrictions. The m- members, even if they are uh, willing to train at some degree, they will not go through all the hurdles to come for training. Will I really want to go? And then I cannot. I have to drive there, then I have to do a test before I drive there, then I have to register online, then I have to do this. So, of course, some of the uh, of the participation numbers will decrease because the access to the sports venues itself are restricted. In some cases, sports venues are still uh, uh, locked. Training will be challenging, competitions will be challenging, but we'll try to get the best out of it and have 2022 be a successful year since 2024, just around the corner. Thank you, Peter. It was a pleasure being here with you and with everyone who's listening. This was our first episode of the Taekwondo Podcast. If you haven't already, listened to our bonus episodes. They are already available online wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are releasing new episodes every Tuesday and the first episode is already out there. So stay tuned, subscribe to the podcast, leave us a positive review and share it with your friends. See you next time. You've been listening to the Taekwondo Podcast, keeping the fans, coaches, and high-performance athletes up to date with the latest news and trends on Olympic Taekwondo. Your host, Coach Cesar Valentim, has almost 20 years of experience with high-performance Taekwondo and has worked all around the world as a Taekwondo trainer. Peter Nessler has been teaching Taekwondo for more than 20 years, and he's currently one of the top referees in Europe. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review, and we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, find us on Instagram at Taekwondo Podcast, on Facebook at Taekwondo Cast, and the website TaekwondoPodcast.com. See you next time. 